Welcome to the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the everyday golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap a recent round at Lincoln Park, break down the chipping yips, discuss some golf gambling, and preview the 2021 PGA Tour season. Stay tuned after the break. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I have my guest host here, Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey, happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. Um, we're excited to get back into it. It's been a long, long layoff. We wanted to make sure we had enough time with our families and to social distance and do all that good stuff. So uh, I guess we'll just jump right back into it. Um, we were, the last round we both had of the year was uh, an, uh a really fun round at Lincoln Park here in, in San Francisco. And I'm not sure if, you know, our listeners necessarily know much about it, but it's a, you know, a, one of the few municipal courses here in the city of San Francisco. It's, um, it's, um, it's 18 holes, but very hilly. Uh, but it has some of the greatest views, um, of any golf course, uh, at least a municipal golf course. hundred percent. And uh. then, they just really don't take care of it because it's a municipal golf course. So we played it on, on New Year's Eve, wet as fuck, sloppy as fuck. Um, I mean, what, I mean, it really made me focus on learning how to hit the ball first. Um, not, yeah, you can't, you can't chunk out no, there. No, uh, no. Well, I will say this though about Lincoln and I thought it was very cool. Something I didn't know a lot about Lincoln. Uh, when the PGA did the, PGA Championship out here at Harding, they had some cool pieces, you know, uh, God, I'm spacing on, on the homeboy's name right now, but on all these, the oh, Lincoln, believe it or not, Lincoln was the shit back in the day. Really? You know what I mean? Um, Ken Venturi, they would have putting contests out there where they would just be, they would bring their cars up to the practice green mm-hmm. and just light it up and then just putt, bet on putts at night. So Damn. there were some very cool pieces from the PGA being here. They, 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 and you see it when you go in there too, right? And mm-hmm. Obviously now we can't go into the, the locker room. Right. But That's they've got cool all the history. Photos, yeah. so it, it, and it's still, I think that that is, is the only reason, because we were talking last week when we were playing there, that this is part of the city championship. Yeah. And I think the only reason that they would hold the city championship or, you know, a leg of the city championship right. there is because of the historic value that that course has. That's so, true. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we, we give Lincoln a hard time. I actually didn't think it was in that yeah. bad a shape, you know, for the way the course sets it's San Francisco golf. So peaks and valleys and obviously in your valleys, they're going to get bogged down a little yep. bit, especially with some rain. Um the morning before that, you know, early, late night, early morning prior. But I thought the course didn't play too bad. No, um, I think the greens were actually in, like, with all the rain, the greens were actually in better shape. I mean, I can never really put out there for shit. I mean, you saw that. Um, but otherwise, I, I mean, I, I'm, 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 uh, inclined to agree mainly because, you know, um, that's a municipal golf course out there. It could be, completely neglected you know and um it still plays pretty well out there regardless even if it had rain i would have preferred I, I honestly wonder if i would have preferred no rain and going out there and uh 
and playing in the rain instead of having the rain before yeah. or with the sunshine that we had because we had a really good it was a very nice day probably the nicest day we've had in the last like week yep. um, the weather yeah, was perfect it was wet and uh like that like that that uh ig i sent you from that guy the the valley of a thousand chunks there was a couple points there that yeah. course where if you do not make pure contact you were pulling up a carpet rug uh and and yeah um I had on there, you know, winter golf. We knew that we were, you know, somewhat lenient when we were hitting out of sponges and, and yeah. mud. But a lot of moving of the of the ball, definitely not playing it down. No, I mean, it was impossible for no, the, the no, ball no, down no, out no. there. Um, but what I enjoyed, is, like you said, I thought the greens were kind of nice uh, for me as someone that that struggles with getting my putts to the hole and often mm-hmm. often leaves putts short. That might have been a good thing. I think for it you. was good. I was just out there. I was putting really well out there, mm-hmm. just ramrodding putts. Not me. Um. <laughs> Not me. I didn't know how to putt at all, at, at all out there. I think, I mean, I, I walked out of there thinking I played pretty well in terms of from the tee to the green. I feel like I played all right, but anything like if it was a chip next to the green or if it was a a, a putt. I added so many strokes. So I think that that round settled you on the two iron, huh? Yes, it did definitely. Uh, you hit that two iron very well. No, I think we both struck the ball pretty well out there. Shit, I uh, George Herman roofed it and called my my huge fade to get me on the green <laughs> and was, won. Right, that was probably so the there, best there shot is of the day. Fun, fun holes there. Um, I don't know. I left there with a better taste of Lincoln in my mouth than I previously had. Right, right? Um, that that it kind of makes me want to go play that course a little more often. It's just. I don't know. It's there's there's there was nobody out there too, no one which out made there. it even better. It's you know, as residents, we get that course for very cheap. I I think about you know if like we have a boy from coming from from the valley or something. I have a hard time setting my boy up to pay sixty five dollars to go play that course. Yeah, or whatever. I, I don't know what the agree. price is, but you know, at thirty two bucks, um, it's a great deal. And hey. We know that they're very lenient on the rules out there. Maybe you just uh, <laughs> never really checked my resi card or yours, so no, uh, you could probably just get away with saying that he's a resident. Show them the resi card <laughs> once, and they and they let you in for life. Essentially, they don't want to bother scanning that shit out there a second time. Um, but yeah, back to when we we're out around the greens, I felt like it was really tough for for both of us, um, mainly because the ground is so soft and trying to trying to chip. Uh, around the green you can't uh, you you can easily i think develop uh the chipping yips from that type of experience too because you don't know what you don't know what the fuck to do well with that soft spongy kind of wet ground right you can't really use the bounce yep. uh, of your wedges and so what we found ourselves doing was was using you know higher loft or not higher lofted rather lower, lower lofted, lofted clubs uh chipping with our pitching wedge and stuff to play the bump and run yep um but yeah it's it's tough going out there trying to chip like that um and like you said it can it can lead you into a a a down slope and i I guess i'll get rolling on this one that those chipping yips can happen very very quickly like Uh, when you're at a when you're when you're not having them and you go to a place like that where it's you know very soft and you hit any turf first so you start thinning them on purpose and then you do it Oh. I mean, it happens a million different ways, but that's a one way that it definitely can happen. It's uh, it's I'm such a head case too that once I you know the moment I do skull one over, I'm just automatically thinking of the next time 
Um, and then it takes me a little bit to get rid of, but yeah, those are, those are fun moments. Like you said, around like that can happen. My last real spell with the, the, the chipping issues and, and yips, if you will, was at the, uh, redemption at the Ridge. I was hitting a few good chips and then I sculled one, I sculled two balls over a green on mm-hmm. one hole, which I don't do very often. Uh, I think I, I like to think that's more of a strong point on my game. Yeah. And then that kind of leaked in to the next week of, uh, my chipping and I'm playing, I think I played Seascape the next round, so not the easiest course to be chipping at as well. Yep. Uh, but it's amazing what confidence around the green can do and, and how quickly your confidence can leave you around yeah. the green. Um, and so for me, there's a couple things that I think I, 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 I've got myself a little system. Um, number one on my system, if I am chipping the ball like shit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I want to hear what you what you got down for this, but is to, I have on my notes, stop dicking around with the club face. So yeah. <laughs> it's fun to dick around with the club face and open that shit open up, it up. And, and take shots. That's great stuff to do, you know, slow round and no one's behind you and, and doing that. Right. Um, and then I think sometimes I get a little too carried away with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and obviously if you're not hitting your chips very well and then you try to open your face up doing that, right? You're just setting yourself up you're for disaster. You're setting yourself up so for disaster. Stop dicking around with the face. Just yep. close that thing down. Um, the next thing I, I've got is what we were doing the other day out at Lincoln, which we were forced to uh, because of just how kind of muddy it was. Right. Was going to a, a lower loft mm-hmm. and chipping with either – for me, my gap wedge is a 48. My pitching wedge is a 45. Um, mm-hmm. Going to one of those or even like my 9-iron, chipping with the 9-iron, right? Yeah. Playing the bump forces you. You can't you can't open the face with those clubs and, no. and do it unless you're a pro. Right. Um, and then, but even pros don't really try. It that gets you back shot. to just a nice little tight swing, right? Yep. Um, and then for me, my third step that I got is get that weight forward, weight yeah. forward, ball forward. So uh, I, I have to agree with you 100. percent The weight forward is my number one. When I, whenever I'm struggling chipping around the green, I know that if I put my weight forward and keep a square club face, I can have a general idea what it's going to do. Yeah. Um, if I'm chipping on a tight lie, I never open the club face up, period, period. I, uh, sometimes actually most of the time what I'll do is I'll actually aim right at the target and hit, uh, and my stance will be right at the target. My club face will be where I'm aiming at. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'll hit like a little, uh, I'll hit it that way because for one, what that does, if you're doing your weight forward, the same thing, I'm not trying to get into like the details too much about it, but it makes you hit down on it. And you're not going to hit what you're. you're and gonna, you can't you can't skull one across. That, you exactly, you can't it, right? blade it, and that's what I think. That's the most embarrassing thing to do. Not necessarily on the golf course, but definitely around the green, is to is that when you're right there, you could easily putt it, but you go to it's chip it or something, oh. and then you blast it over the green. That's easily one of the most embarrassing things to happen, um, at least for me, because. No, I think that's for anyone. Because it's uh, exponential on the next one that your odds on the next shot are exponentially increased that you're going to do it again. At the exact same thing, 100%. <laughs> yes, because uh, you're, you're like, okay, don't overcorrect for that one bad shot and you end up doing it again. Yeah, it's 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 tough. And I normally opt to chip over putt uh, because I don't like putting through fringe. Yeah, me either. Um but yeah, it's tough when you do that. And like you said, that weight forward gives you, it really doesn't give you the option. I think for me, 
you know, again, not to get too technical, but when I do screw up and blade chips, I'm on my backside and I'm falling out of my shot. Right. right? I'm trying to look at it and just being an asshole. You're trying to hit um, it. You're trying to be too, hit. too, uh, fine with the shot. Yes. Um, and, and then I got to say the other, aside from blading it, but blading it is the most, the, the worst thing to happen. But another one that'll steal your confidence is, you know, you try to, Again, it goes back to dicking with the club face for me. I'll try to open that thing up, and I'll take a big old whack, and <laughs> it'll just cut right under it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, which, yes. Which did happen to me at Lincoln as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're in the rough, that does open it up to that for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, one other thing that I do in that situation, too, is uh, there's a drill you can do. It, you put a towel under your arms, mm-hmm. and so you keep under your armpits, and you keep it nice and tight there. I, I, I imagine doing that when I'm chipping around the greens. That's the way I can do it um, at least to where it's not a disaster. You know, just that yeah. simple thing, focusing on that. I know it's not gonna, I'm not going to thin it. I may not hit it super close, but I'm not going to duff it or, you know, it, it really – gets you grounded back into, you know, what you're supposed to be doing when you're chipping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think those are easy kind of checkpoints, right? Uh, shut the face down. I think in a lot, and I don't think they're, we're reinventing the wheel here. I think a lot of golfers kind of go to that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, interesting. We both had weight forward. I think that makes a huge difference. What do you think that you do to like being like an on course fix? Um, yeah, I would say kind of like like you stick stick to one shot, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if like you if you're if you're I mean, if at if the you're, end of the day, if you know you're struggling chipping too, yeah, f- this sounds real easy to say. Try not to leave yourself a ton of chips, yeah. Right? Um, and then if you do, I think where I got to get better is I I get down on myself when I take two chips because I'm like, damn it, that's a score kill. Uh, right? Yeah, it's a score. It but can be. I find myself leaving my don't think about. Think about where you can end up on your approach shot. Right. And don't leave yourself short sighted because if you're if you're struggling with your chipping and you're trying to trying to go short sighted, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know what I mean. Then you're trying you, you're trying to you're just doing too much. So yep. if you leave a lot of green, you know who cares? You get it up on the green and it doesn't it ch- or it checks and doesn't roll out. Yeah. Whatever. You're still putting right. Um, so I think trying to leave yourself the easy shot and then. My biggest thing, just get get it done with. Don't don't take a ton of practice swings. Don't stand over it a bunch. Right. Um, I think just just try to get good contact. Yep, I totally agree. It's easy to it's easy to fall into the uh, you know you, you're feeling your chips for a while. Like you're doing really well. And then you try to guide it, and right? You, yeah, and you just scoop it, and yeah, it's a bad 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 situation. Hopefully, it doesn't happen to anyone. Um, but again, we've all been through it. I think there's. For me, I've come now as I've gotten a little bit more skilled. I think it comes and goes, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm much more confident in my, my short game. In, in I mean, I've never seen like it plague you for an entire round. I've seen you struggle with it at times, but I mean, I would agree that I think you have a pretty good hold on it most of the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, another thing I wanted to talk to you about, obviously, is the first event of the uh, 2021 season has just started. I mean, we're literally watching these guys right now in beautiful Maui. Uh, looks like uh, JT's about to hit a shot directly on the right, ma- r- the right mountain peak of Molokai. 
and he's going to draw it into a <laughs> a beautifully manicured green here oh at Kapalua Plantation. Um, but uh, some of the things I'm looking forward to for this year, I mean, 2021, we're hoping that things get back to normal, right? We're hoping that we're going to see some some crowds. We're hoping that we're going to see at least an event, an event this year where it I'm seems... I'm to go to the Ladies' U.S. Open, like yeah, we said. I know. Uh, I mean, I, I'm dying to see some golf in person. I'm dying to watch, you know, the golf that's played when that type of crowd is around is completely different than what these guys um, have been playing for the last nine months, I would say. Yes. Um, so that's my number one hope for this year is to see events with fans back. Obviously, the likelihood of having a full event this year, which is sad to say, um, probably won't happen. But, hey. With fans there, it's going to be great. But a couple of questions I wanted to ask you. One, uh, which major are you looking forward to the most? And then two, um, who are your players that you're excited to watch this year? All right, so. Who are the players to watch this year? Majors is, um, for me, number one, is just got to be U.S. Open at Torrey, right? Tiger mm-hmm. defending the crown of coming back to the side of what I would say, aside from 97 Masters, right, the first victory, you know, he's got so many ground, Mount Rushmore victories, yes. but this is definitely on it, right? Yep. Me and you, I remember, we took the day off in the summer. That was a great day. Play, played croquet, drank a bunch of vodka, watched him. Wore Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was a beautiful day, but that everyone remembers that, right? One leg, no ACL. Winning the goddamn U.S. Open in an eighteen-hole playoff—that's um, wild—and and, and uh, have they since changed actually, it's that more role? than a playoff too, right? Because it went the playoff went to a playoff, did it not? I can't remember exactly because uh, actually it might have it I, might have because they the the first the first tiebreaker at the time, and I was going to ask if it's still the if it's still the the case, but the first tiebreaker is supposed to be. Um, or for a sudden death was a whole eighteen holes. Yeah, and then so did they have to go to a sudden death after that? I believe so. That's why. Um, either way, that's not right. That's probably got to be my number one. Um, I'm to be honest, I'm excited for for all the majors. Right. Uh, I'm I'm very curious to see how though they've done a lot of work on Tory Pines. Um, yep. It hasn't hosted a major championship since then, so. Uh, and a lot's changed in golf, right? You got a lot of guys that are hitting the ball a lot further. And, 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 and so yep. I'm curious to see what they do with that course, how they U.S. open it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, oh, yeah. As a course that we will get to watch every year on tour, mm-hmm. Farmers. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they, they, they soup it up for the U.S. Open. Um, my number, I, I, like I said, I like all the majors. We got the British Open at, in, in England. Royal um, St. George. But the other one... You know, the Masters is, is the Masters. I, I, too, and I'm going to segue this into your second question. I, too, am excited for the uh, PGA Championship in South Carolina. At, I, I'm not sure if I say this right. Kiowa. South Carolina? Um, I believe that's where it's at. Right? Okay. Kiowa, Kiowa Island in South Carolina. Okay. And Rory McIlroy won there in 2012 by some astronomical number of shots. Um uh, and that's someone that I want to watch, and that's kind of my bold prediction for the mm-hmm. PGA Tour season. Uh, Roars looked like he 
is what we call him on a personal basis. Doors <laughs> looked like he mailed it in a little bit uh, in the fall season, right? He just had a kid. Um, so there's a lot of other things going on in his life. Still playing very good golf. Didn't win a single tournament last year, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think has happened in his entire time on the PGA. But um, had a kid, life-changing shit, right? Maybe his focus wasn't quite there. I say Rory wins a, a plethora of smaller tournaments. Mm-hmm. Bold prediction. Rory wins first Masters, defends his crown at the PGA Championship. Damn. Two majors. For his youngster. Damn. Um, so I'm excited to watch all of that major-wise. And okay. then he asked okay. uh, young guys to watch. Or anybody. whoever who, Who's going to have a big year in 2020, 2021, like do you think? Rory's my guy. That's who I'm going with okay. the biggest of years in 2020. Because everybody expected a big year out of him this year. Well, but then, you know, he had I mean, this year's a scratch. Right. Uh, yes, and, of course. But, you know, shit happens when dudes have kids, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? And, and so... I think Rory is someone that comes from he he's he's like the golf prodigy world, mm-hmm. right? So golf's been this kid's life forever. His dad's making bets on him in Ireland to win the the British Open, and you know when he's in a teenager and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So uh, I think you can get you know burnt out doing that, and, for sure. and so I think for him, a guy that's all his life's wholly been centered around golf, having a kid and a big life changing event like that, you know, gets him a little time away, just you know, full circle type shit. Um, but then going, touching back to fans, not having fans, right. really have fans. The other thing I want to watch the most this year is see a, if we can have people back at, at tournaments. Mm-hmm. And then I want to watch the youngsters with some real pressure. Right. Um, cause we had a lot of guys this last season that kind of emerged. Ass. Yeah. You know, I was calling more call wins the PGA Obviously, championship number here. one. But does he win the PGA Championship with crowds? You know, right? That that makes a, that's exactly what I was talking about. A huge about. difference. Is the game that they're playing right now with no fans is way different. I get nervous just with some jobber watching me on a par three when we're, when it's backed up. Yeah, you know what you, I mean. Yeah, you're Let both them. on the wrong fairway. You don't want to fucking <laughs> yeah. see each other's uh, shot. So I'm curious to see guys like Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler, um, Cameron Champ, how these guys do if we get fans back. Um, and, and in some big pressure situations, or I'm just curious to see how they do the second go around at a lot of these places. Me too. Definitely. All right. And how about those questions for yourself, my friend? Um, honestly, this year, this year, there's some, some guys I've had my eye on, um, mainly guys who finished strong last year. So, um, but as far as, uh, which major I'm looking forward to the most. You can't not say Tory. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the PGA Championship at first, but you can't say it without that history. I mean, and there's a chance that we might play that course this year at some point. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I don't need to repeat all the things you said because that's exactly, um, you know, how, I mean, anybody who knows, who, who loves Tiger Woods or at least loves a game of golf remembers that epic battle out there. But the guys that I'm thinking about watching this year, and who I think are going to have b- bigger years or big years. Number one, it has to be Victor Hovland. I think he won. I think he won two events last year, and then he won one towards the end of towards the end of it. Um, and obviously, he's on nobody. I mean, he's on everybody's radars in terms of a guy who's coming up on the rise. But I think I think that just him winning a couple times um, last year, he learned how to finish. 
um, and how to actually, you know, take control and win these events. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so him, I think Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Morikawa, Wolf, and Abe Answer are are like, my guys this year. I think that uh, in terms of young guys who are going to win tournaments, I think. I left Answer off my list. That, that that's a that's a good pick. He right he there. didn't take any time off, so he did. He had he had some great showings and big moments last year, um, and he won last year. Um, and then coming into twenty twenty one, he's um, he took no time off. He qualified, or I'm sorry, he missed no cuts, and he top ten I think three events in the entire time off. Yep, that's that's someone you want to watch for. Um, and so my bold predictions of the year have to be big years from Hovland and Wolf. I'm going to say that Hovland and Wolf will win a major. Ooh, going to specify major? Um, I think that Wolf is going to win probably the PGA Championship mm. or the Masters. Or the Masters. Yeah, yeah. Wolf is good. He um, is. He and, is. And I don't, Watching Matt Wolf play will give you the chip and yips. Yeah, it will. You better not try to ever do anything he does. He's his own, he's his own beast. Um, so I think Hovland, I think he does win a major, like maybe like the PGA Championship or maybe, uh, uh, you know, maybe he fucks around and, 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 British get, Open. and, and gets a British Open. That um, guy, that guy hits some nukes, new low nuke shots. Hop, I can see him winning. Hoglin Tita Green is really good, and I know there's numbers that could back it up, but this is just what I've watched personally. Um, he's good, Tita Green. It, it seems like he's just a little rough around the edges on around, around the green and putting. Yeah, um, but he, he won twice last year. So I mean, uh, you know, you know what what can you say? He um, and so then a- Abraham answer too. He. From the was it the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup? Whenever he was playing against Tiger, and he said, "I want Tiger." Mm-hmm. He um, he played really well then, and ever since then, like he's been playing really, really well. Um, I just think that he's one of those young guys that's gonna you know break through for a, you know a stretch here. I saw him play towards the end of last year and at, at times throughout the year, um, just playing absolutely lights out. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't be, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Morikawa uh, get up in there in a major as well. I would. That I, kid's game is unreal. So I think that he's about a year, year and a half um, away from uh, you know entering like the next stratosphere. I think the PG dominating like a, a large portion yes, of the schedule. Definitely, I agree. I agree. Um, but I would say that the other bold predictions I have is I think Spieth will win a tournament this year. Let's go. And I think that uh, JT is going to have his best year yet. I think, you know, he's been finishing in the top 10 of all these tournaments for so long. I think he's he's going to pick up just that's, win. That's like, a, that's like an italicized prediction. I know. That's not that bold. It's not that bold. <laughs> that's why I said his best year yet. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. He's I'll already had it. A, he's already had a, he, I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to have a good year. I think aside from Tiger and... Uh, What's my guy's name? Obviously, clearly don't pull for him the best. Higgs. Oh, Harry Higgs. <laughs> How you not J- like that JT, guy? JT is who I pull for the most. Um, I've become a big fan of his. His game, what's not to like about his game? 
he's our size, like you brought it up earlier. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be rooting for, for that for sure. Yep. I'm thinking the same thing. So do you have any money on the upcoming tournament? Do you like, have... So we're talking who we're rooting for this week. Right. All right. So you know me. I like to gamble. Um, I've I dicked around gambling golf last year and betting tournament winners is like to me it's like it's, it's betting like a five or six team parlay. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to you know, especially this is probably your best week. You got a field of forty two or forty three. Right. You're talking. You're gonna pick out of four rounds and you know four days and a hundred and twenty five people. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna win that? You know, it, it it's you're essentially just throwing your money away. So I'm yep. gonna focus my gambling bet uh, because I like to win, as I am winning basketball. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna focus more towards top tens and individual matchups. Uh, okay. So I played a couple individual matchups yesterday. I had JT over. I won both of them. I had JT over John Rom. Okay. I had JT over DJ. JT was leading as the day ended. Right. JT over John Rom was. I think like a minus 110, your standard payout. Mm-hmm. JT over DJ actually gave me a little plus money. Um, logic, real easy, right? It's round one. John Rahm's got new clubs. So <laughs> I figured fuck, he's, got a, he's, probably got not, he's probably not going to play that well with him. Exactly. Um, DJ was just filming videos with Paulina out and the fucking Dominican and shit. So clearly he's not coming into this course in shape, right? No. Last time I saw JT, he was like he was on the fucking he's doing 18th TikTok. of the Masters, nuked in, ready to kill that tournament with his yes. dad, right? Well, so the last time uh, I saw him was doing TikToks for Paulina. <laughs> so I know he, was, yeah, he, yeah, was, he yeah. wasn't going to come in with... with uh, so those were easy, and I think the matchups are good plays. Um, and then I'm going to focus a lot of my bets towards golf on top 10 plays through okay. the season. So... I didn't this know you week, could do that. That's a that's a that's the way to go. This week I put uh, twenty dollars on on each of these guys. So I went with, uh, and I'll give you a little bit of my logic. So and the payout. So I went with Hideki at uh, Hideki Matsuyama at top ten finish at plus mm-hmm. one thirty five. He's finished in three top tens here in his last three starts. So just track record. Yeah, um, playing well. I realized I put. I have two different things on here, my notes and what I actually bet. So I got to go to what I actually bet. Then I went with Tony Finau, who shouldn't be in this field because he didn't win a tournament last year, but they mm. COVID everything yep. at a plus 150. I don't think that one's going too well. No. Nope. Um, I took Harris English, one of the most consistent players last season. He's um, That's the name. At plus 185 to finish in the top 10. I believe he's currently leading. Yes. Uh, I took, Soul lead. I took Sunjay M, who was all over leaderboards last year, um, and won. I believe he won a tournament. He's not in here for the COVID stuff. Right. Um, he is plus 220. That kid has great game. Yeah, And he then does. I took Cameron Champ at plus 300. Um, and Champ won last year, right? I think he won on the wraparound um, mm-hmm. at some point. But... Um, the mindset on that was he's just a bomber. I figured if you can bomb. So all these picks, I look for guys that can bomb it because there's such wide fairways here. Mm-hmm. And I look for guys that had a good um, putt, uh, strokes gained on the putting surface. Gotcha. So guys that can make long putts. Yes. Um, and so uh, I played that course. It, it, it's impossible. It's impossible to uh, be – Someone who plays that course for the first time and putt well. 
there. So that that was a great thing to to take a look at. I got two. I got two in the top ten right now. Damn, damn. Harris English is has a two stroke lead right now. Wow, that has to be the most ultimate golfer name. So I think that's where the value is when you're talking just just getting your paybacks right. Um, these were at. I'll go through the numbers here. I got Hideki Matsuyama plus one thirty five. I've got mm -hmm. Finau plus one fifty. English plus one eighty five. M plus two twenty. And Cam Champ plus three hundo to get to uh, the top ten. Yep, I got a. I have a, a DraftKings lineup for the whole tournament, and uh, I picked six golfers under fifty thousand dollar budget or whatever. Everyone's familiar with that. Um, but we had we had some similar players because I had and I I struggled with not picking Joaquin Neiman, but I picked. I Cameron. put him on my notes list and I didn't actually put him. Put him oh, in there. okay. And so I had. Uh, uh, Cameron Champ, which you also had. Um, I had JT, Hovland, Answer, Champ, Horschel, and Sink. Um, and it's not going too well. I have, I have. So, just what's your scoring on that? So, basically, there's uh, you get fantasy points for birdies, eagles, shit like that. Like, what the bogeys drop you down and stuff like that. Or? I think so. And so basically, um, I picked. You know, JT has great history at this course for one, and I think he's the best. And he was he was the third overall rated. Uh, he was behind John Rahm, who was more expensive, behind DJ, who was more expensive. And uh, John Rahm's never won out here. He's got new clubs. I totally agree with what you said. You got new clubs. Like you're not going to be out here playing your best. I, I know you said he shot a 59 the other day. That was not a PGA tour. tour sanction. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I would say if I sign a multi-million dollar contract with a oh, new... Oh, you're talking to these new Cowboys? Oh, that I just went out here and shot a 59 with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'd say the same shit. Hey, you could pay me, Callaway. You could pay me, and I'll say the same thing. I'll lie, too. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I'm picking Hovland and a lot of shit this year because I, I want to be there when it hits. Um, answer, I think that great value for, for yeah. what, what you can get him He's for. He was at uh, so your least the guy you had to go last was Seward Singh, and he'd been playing well lately. I mean, Seward Singh's got game, man. He does. He won a tournament last year. That's why he's here. He wasn't here like Finau. He's here because he actually won a tournament last year. Oh, so you gonna flip this? Hate on my pick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he had. Um, you know, he, he's playing pretty well. He gained twenty yards in distance off the tee this last year. I don't know if you knew that. And so know. must have a fatigued CNS. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's been uh, he he really improved his CNS, I guess. Um, but yeah, so right now I'm pretty much middle of the pack. I I'm gonna need um, everybody makes the cut in this tournament, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good because I need help with uh, Stuart Sink and Cameron Champ. Otherwise, Horschel. Oh, and answer. Otherwise, Hovland, Thomas, and Horschel. They're they're up there to where if the other guys step up, I could actually make some money here. Yeah, let's go, uh, champ, Finau, Singh, get it together, fellas. I know, Horschel, I forgot about. Yeah, much like the rest of the world, everybody <laughs> forgets about Horschel. I was like, oh, he's been playing all right, and the value's there. I mean, he, I know he's not going to go out there and shoot an eighty. Um, I mean, he's got PXGs. And he dresses nice, so there's no way he's going to be able to look like a fool. You know what I mean? Very true. Very true. 
That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we preview the Sony Open at beautiful YLA Country Club along with our picks, review the results from the century, and more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight. <laughs>